You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what's going on, sir? Not much, uh, except for you uh, threatening to replace me on the Locked On Cowboys podcast <laughs> with, uh, I don't know, Stephen A. Smith or potentially, uh, what's the other guy that's Stephen A. Smith like? On undisputed. Max Kellerman? No, I can't remember his name. It's whatever. It doesn't matter. You were, you were talking about <laughs> trying to replace me because I dared to say, suggest that Cowboys fans have forgotten how much they used to talk poorly about Tony Romo. Uh, it, it, oh, it, the, all the time. It's amazing. I mean, it's the, the amazing amnesia of that that everyone has just only got positive, happy thoughts, memories about about what how they used to speak about Tony Romo. It's it's maddening to me. See, I I thought you were coming at this. You were like you were gonna slander Tony Romo, like uh, no, tell, say all no. the bad things that happened with the Romo. See, no. now I'm confused. I, I, that's what I thought you were about to do. No, so. no, I'm saying that I, we all have done that in the past at the time moments, and to pretend like we haven't, we that, that never happened. I would never speak ill will of of the god Tony Romo is very silly because we've all been angry and thrown things because of Tony Romo before. You will never hear me utter a poor thing about Tony Romo ever from this mouth again. <laughs> again, ever. again, maybe. Yes, I agree. <laughs> All right, coming up on today's show, we preview the Cowboys Week 15 matchup with the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, and I want to jump right into it because I think this matchup is going to be absolutely fit, uh, uh, just interesting, fascinating. Let's get right into it. I want to talk about the Colts offense against the Cowboys defense. Uh, the Colts offense, depending on the week, is... Good. Sometimes it's really bad. You watch him against like the the Texans last week. I thought they played really well. You watch him against Jacksonville the the week prior, and they were horrific. Um, so it's going to be kind of just interesting to see what kind of game the Colts have in this one. So I want to talk about some of their players, and let's start with their offensive line. That's a group that has improved pretty significantly this season. Uh, the added, adding of Quentin Nelson as their left guard has really really helped out. Uh, Ryan Kelly, their center, has missed some time over the last couple weeks, but he is expected to play in this one. Uh, what kind of what did you see from this Colts offensive line when you kind of went back and studied them? Well, I mean, it's got a lot of guys who they've been, you know, hoping to kind of get going for a, a while that it seems like, you know, people like Costanzo who have been good and um, – uh, that is just kind of, uh, you know, get lost in the shuffle of, of when you talk about left tackles. I mean, he's not one of the best in the league, but he's 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 certainly serviceable, you know, and, and probably above average. I think Quentin Nelson is a guy who's going to be an all-pro for a long time in this league immediately. I mean, I think he steps right in and is definitely their best offensive lineman on, on the field, depending on – I mean, whether or not Kelly's on the field, frankly. Um, yeah. Uh, I, you know, their right guard is a guy that I was not very familiar with. Um, he's been in the league for a couple of years, but I, I just don't, I mean, I think I just haven't been as familiar with him. Um, and uh, uh, Mark Lokinski, he yeah. might not play this week. Yeah. I've heard that, uh, that he's, he was on the injury list with a knee or something or an ankle actually, I think. Um, 
And then Braden Smith, I'm I'm familiar with because uh, he's an Auburn Tiger, and uh, and I'm familiar with him in at Auburn. And I you know, I think right tackle is a good spot for him because uh, you know where he struggles is a lot with uh, some of the pass protection stuff. And uh, I think you know traditionally they've tried to put those guys kind of over on that side. And 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 you know now that the game is changing, where pass you know pass rushers are coming from both sides, uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, if he will be able to, if he can continue that kind of high play. This is his rookie year too, um, but uh, I think if he can develop into a pass protector, I love what he can do as a run blocker. I think he is a, so, as a great, as a good player, as a run blocker. And, uh, and uh, I think he's probably going to take that right tackle spot and run with it. Let me ask you about this. How do you think Braden Smith matches up with uh, like a DeMarcus Lawrence? Because oh, you talked man. about his strength in the run game. Yeah. I mean, th- that's tough. Like, I mean, DeMarcus Lawrence is a tough matchup for anybody, but uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's a good matchup for Braden Smith. I mean, okay. uh, I mean, just because he's a rookie and, you know, I, I mean, he's doing a good job for what he's d- done. And, you know, he's faced, you know, like I said, he's an SEC offensive lineman. He's faced NFL quality defensive lineman before. And, you know, this sure. is also the 14th, 15th week of the season. So he, he's, and he, I think he didn't start the first few, but he's started for the majority of the season so far, uh, or at least gotten a, a ton of snaps. So, uh, but this, yeah, I mean, this is a this is a bad matchup for for uh, good right tackles, you know. So I I, I think for a guy like uh, Smith, uh, this could this could be uh, uh, pretty ugly. I mean, uh, no matter if he's serviceable or not, just because of who Demarcus Lawrence is. Uh, one more quick note on the offensive line: Anthony Costanzo, the left tackle that you mentioned, former first round pick from yep. Boston College, really athletic, has really good feet, uh, but does struggle a little bit with power. So maybe this is a game where you try to get. You know Tyrone Crawford more snaps at right defensive end. Uh, you know just because I think he may be able to win with some leverage and some inside power there. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean I definitely think it's better than trying to throw Tyrone Crawford at at Quentin Nelson. You know I right. mean I think yeah I I definitely agree that it's you know Costanzo is more of a, uh, a finesse player I would say. I mean not he's not that he's not physical but as far as on the spectrum of tackles I would yeah put him more in that category and I think he may struggle more with the Crawford than maybe a Gregory um let's talk about the receivers a little bit um the the Colts offense runs through T.Y. Hilton uh this is a, a team that force feeds him the ball when he's out there now he did not practice uh, on Wednesday or on Thursday uh, kind of similar plan from last week. I think he re-injured his foot, so it's going to be interesting to see how effective he is. But I, if he's out in the field, I expect Ty uh, to be dominant. Now, after Ty, they have a lot of not very good talents at receiver: Dontrell Inman, uh, Chester Rogers, Ryan Grant, Zach Pascal. Uh, not not a very good wide receiver core after Ty Helton. How do you think the Cowboys match up? Uh, with Hilton, do you think they even if, if Hilton's ninety five percent? How do you expect the Cowboys to try to take him away in this one? Uh, you know, I, I don't know that they're going to do anything special. I think they'll they'll probably continue what they've been, uh, you know, trying this entire time, which is basically playing their game, limiting uh, yards after catch, not allowing anything deep. Uh, all those things are are kind of, you know, the normal ways in which they'll be trying this out you know i think that the, i don't know that they need to go to do anything special specifically maybe they you know just play a little bit more too or maybe they you know just try to make sure uh that uh 
that they you know they they have a more safety help over the top so as not to let anything get behind them. But I think it's mostly, uh, you know, the, the same game plan as they have before. They just need to make sure they they're getting pressure on Luck uh, and not allow those deep plays to develop. One more quick note about the the Colts. Eric Ebron having a career year. Uh, we've seen him before, you know, when he was in Detroit. Uh, a guy that's ex- insanely athletic, uh, can make plays after the catch. He's going to have some mind-numbing drops, not much of a blocker. Uh, just so kind of be aware of him. And then they're running backs. Uh, I-, I don't particularly love any of those guys as runners. Uh, Neheim Hines, Marlon Mack, Jordan Wilkins. Uh, but they throw a lot of passes to their their backs uh, in the flats on the, uh, on Texas routes. Uh, so just something to to monitor as you're watching this game. So um, any quick thoughts on the tight ends or the backs in this one, Landon? LeBron has clearly had like a resurgence in his career. It's it's great to see. Um, I love Naheem Himes with the speed coming out of the backfield. Those are guys that they need to watch. Uh, those are guys who that can get passes and, and turn those into yak, and that's dangerous for this defense. So they need to make sure that they do something about those guys. All right, let's take a quick break, and we will come back, and we will talk about the Cowboys' offense against the Colts' defense. This episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast is sponsored by Action Heat. Action Heat makes the world's best battery-heated clothing. Heat on demand at the touch of a button. Control your environment with Action Heat. Action Heat clothing is engineered to safely and efficiently deliver heat via heating panels similar to those of a heated car seat. They can reach temperatures of up to 135 degrees and are powered by rechargeable 5-volt lithium-ion batteries that last up to 12 hours on a single charge. It's a perfect gift for any friend or family. It's great for anybody who works outdoors, skis, snowboards, hunts, anything like that. Anybody that hates the cold, you need to get them an Action Heat garment this Christmas season. Uh, For our listeners, we have a special deal to save 20% off your entire order. Just go to actionheat.com slash locked on to check out everything Action Heat has to offer. That's actionheat.com slash locked on or use the coupon code locked on at the checkout to save 20%. Stay toasty warm while you enjoy all your outdoor activities this winter with Action Heat and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. All right, Landon. Uh, the Colts defense is led by former Cowboy linebacker coach Matt Eberflus. Uh, not a ton of talent on this Colts defense, but man, they fly around. They look a lot like a, a Cowboys defense from maybe 2014, uh, 2015, where they didn't have a lot of talent, but they just played really hard. What did you kind of see overall from this Colts defense this season? Darius Leonard is the Sean Lee of this defense for the, the 2014 Cowboys. I mean, I think that's uh, it's really a pretty apt comparison, as even talent wise, with where we where the talent is in this defense. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think uh, that's that's really the kind of analogy I would go with. The the one player I, you're right on Darius Leonard because he's he's a star. If Leighton Vanderish Leighton Vanderish excuse me isn't the best linebacker the rookie linebacker this year, uh, Darius Leonard is you know at the top of that chart. The other guy I want you to kind of watch this week is Malik Hooker, starting to to get healthy. You saw him last week make some plays against the Texans. He's one of those true free safety ball hawking guys uh, that can change a game. So just kind of be be careful of Malik Hooker in this game. So I want to talk a little bit about this 
Indianapolis defensive line because it kind of reminds me of what the Cowboys had in about 2013, 2014, kind of the years after DeMarcus Ware. Uh, a bunch of, you know, cast-offs from different teams, uh, a bunch of kind of underperforming players that are all of a sudden starting to play well under Matt Eberflus. Uh, so, uh, Lynn, I'm just going to kind of toss this to you. What do you see in this Colts defensive line, and how do you think they match up with the Cowboys offensive line this week? Well, I mean, I think you nailed it. Like, it's a lot like the kind of groups that you saw shuttle through here in 20, you know, 2012, 2013, 2014. Um, you know, that, uh, that, that crew of guys that, you know, <clears throat> somebody liked at some point. And, uh, you know, yeah. hey, maybe I'll pay you a, a you know, mid-tier free agent deal. Um, you know, and I, you know, you look at the guys that, you know, the, some of the guys have names, like some of the guys are, are, are sort of names. Jabal Sheard is a guy who has produced in this league before. I mean, he's not, you know, a, a crown jewel of free agency that you would usually get, but I, I think he's a guy that at least most people would recognize, uh, you know, and then you got the guys like Marcus Hunt, who was a, you know, cast off a former first round pick who is an athletic freak. Um, he came mm-hmm. into the league basically only as an athletic freak and very, very underdeveloped. And, you know, it's, it's a lot like the Cowboys where they, uh, uh, you know, they, they get these guys that have traits and they can do what what you're what what they're being asked to do essentially is hey get off the ball get into get into the the gap and disrupt and you know these some of these more athletic guys that maybe aren't as skilled i guess would be the word uh is you know they they can fit in this job because they can do the what's athletically required of them and you know alquan muhammad is a guy uh, that you know, I, I shout yeah, out, I shout out to Keith, uh, to, to, yeah. uh, to Keith Deuces on Twitter. Uh, that his, you know, that was one of his big guys, and I liked him too out of Miami. Uh, but just did not test well, did not have a good draft process, uh, and kind of slipped through the cracks, and and maybe he's found a little bit of a thing there. So you know, it's a lot of guys like that that are you know have some athleticism, have some traits that kind of help them fit the the attacking one gap scheme, very similar to ours, obviously. Uh, but you know the. the the, you know, the pedigree at least isn't full on what what it what it used to be. Um, the the last thing I want to talk about with the Cowboys defense, or sorry, the Colts defense, is it's a defense that use, utilizes a lot of zone coverage. Um, they just don't have the cornerbacks to play a lot of man to man. Their top cornerback is Pierre Dersier, who was kind of a washout in Cleveland. Um, so how do you think the Cowboys are going to attack the Colts' zone defense? Do you anticipate it being a problem uh, for Dak Prescott this week? I, I think, you know, it's it should be familiar-ish. I mean, I don't know that you're going to get a whole bunch of different looks that he doesn't get in practice or didn't get in training camp. I mean, I, I think a lot of that is just going to be very similar stuff. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think – these guys are, you know, they're long and athletic, and 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 I think they're good fits for what you want in that kind of zone defense. But, uh, you know, I I don't have any fear that Cooper can't get separation from these guys and get open and and find spots. And, uh, you know, I mean, I I think as long as they're able to get the protection, he's able to get the protection he needs. Uh, you know, he just Hooker, Hooker is obviously an elite player. Uh, and I, yes. I mean, and he definitely need to find a way to get around that. Uh, you know, him 
jumping on a route or, or making an incredible play. Uh, but I think that uh, as far as the, the cornerbacks, the initial targeting that's going on or the short passing game, um, I think hopefully the Cowboys should be able to make hay against these guys. Uh, really quickly, I saw a lot of cover three defense uh, when I kind of went back and watched them last week against the Texans. When they were covering DeAndre Hopkins, uh, they threw a little bit of everything at him. Linebackers dropping into the slant, uh, you know, kind of area. Uh, press man coverage on one snap. On some plays, they had uh, Hopkins in the slot, and Darius Leonard was matched up with him with uh, kind of a guy over top. In the red zone, they're going to bracket Cooper. Uh, it, it's just a, a defense that's going to give you a lot of different looks. They don't have a ton of talent, so they're going to try to beat you with scheme. Uh, so just something to kind of pay attention as you're watching this game on Sunday. All right, Landon, let's make our picks. Um, I'll go ahead and go first this week. Uh, I think this is going to be a tough matchup for the Cowboys. Going, you know, kind of coming off an emotional win last week against the Eagles, uh, winning five straight. Going on the road and playing the Colts, a team that's pretty hot right now, I think this is a potentially a slip-up game for the Cowboys. Andrew Luck's playing well. Uh, I definitely don't think they're more talented than Dallas. I just think it's going to happen to be one of those weeks where um, the, the Colts you know, beat the Cowboys. They, they, they're, gonna, they're a tough team to match up with. If T.Y. Hilton's healthy, uh, I think the Cowboys are going to have some problems there. But I'll take the Colts in a fairly low-scoring game. We'll say 24-21. Who do you have, Landon? I, I guess I'll just for fun's sake, I'll take the Cowboys. I mean, I think this is really kind of a flip, flip a coin game almost. I mean, really, it depends. I think a lot of it will depend on who's playing. You know, I mean, I think that's really, you know, whether T.Y. Hilton, whether Zach Martin are playing, I think will make a noticeable difference in the balance of this game. I, I agree that this could be a game where. You know, it's on the road. Uh, it's not as meaningful. Um, the Cowboys could have an opportunity to uh, slip up here. Um, you know, there's definitely that uh, that chance. And you know, this this if you're gonna look at these games now uh, and see which one would you think would be the kind of game that might be overlooked or whatever, I feel like this is likely to be one of them. So, um, but I, I think that if the Cowboys are able to, if Zach Martin plays. You know, if potentially T.Y. Uh, Hilton doesn't play, uh, that might be uh, a much, too much of a talent mismatch. And I think, you know, the Cowboys are not – I don't know that they're going to just you know, let off the pedal. You know, I, I think it, it, if the game gets away from them, they may kind of just be too tired at this point after this last stretch to do something about it. But I think otherwise uh, the Cowboys, if they get – good momentum going they may be able to, to carry it throughout the game and, and and i don't i just don't know that especially if ty hilton's not playing i don't know if this, the colts offense will be able to sustain scoring points my only question is whether the cowboys will be able to sustain scoring points i, I think this game is going to show us a lot about the cowboys character as a team now I, I don't have any questions about it but if you come out in this game and they they jump all over the Colts right away, and if they play it really hard, and it's not, it doesn't turn into that kind of trap game where the Cowboys sleepwalk through the first half. I think that'll tell us a lot about this, you know, kind of Cowboys team going forward. That they're not going to take anything for for granted. They're going to play hard every single snap. Um, just kind of something to watch out for. And again, the Colts are a good team. Do not sleep on them at all. So, should be fantastic to watch. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Cowboys, And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you guys next time. 